you survived welcome to 2022 well done if you're watching this that probably means you're alive thank you unless ghosts watch this as well in which case you're welcome as well just don't haunt us 2022 please we're here for season two episode one i've got chris from movies and munchies ruben from uh i am still ruben from the ruby tuesday so we're doing all right gonna get out those words and learn how to talk eventually We've only been doing yeah. this for a whole year, but yeah, a whole year. Yeah, well, uh, thereabouts. Yeah, well, close enough. But before we completely wrap up, um, or before we completely get into 2022, we're going to completely wrap up 2021 with our five second half of the worst things that we watched in 2021. So you can go back and look on our channels or our podcast uh, where we did the first, our top five, and we ranked them, I believe. And uh, going back over that list, which I recently did, and I think you did as well, Chris, it was interesting to see how I fared. I was like, was I too harsh or wasn't I harsh enough? Uh, my, my, it changed a little bit, but I think for the most part, we probably stick to what we said there. But I'm yeah. interested to see what some of yours are. And uh, beware, I think this time around, there's going to be a rant from me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it, you know, it was funny because we, um, well, I think we're going to have a lot of overlap oh, yeah, uh, on, the, on, our, yeah. on our list there um, because it was, there wasn't an overabundance of poo, but when I looked back on the movies that, that I had watched and more specifically reviewed, mm. um, there were there were more than a handful that made the list of just these are, these were poo. And these were just the, a waste of time or yeah. a disappointment or you had all of the elements and you should have been better. Why weren't you better? No, that's that's my feeling with some of them that I, when I reviewed some of them, I might have given them an OK mark. But now mm -hmm. thinking about them or even having the thought of trying to go and watch them again, I'm like, mm -mm, I don't want to, which in my mind drops them lower. If I were to review it now, I'd probably give it a lower mark because... It's not a rewatchable. It's it has all those things that just irk me. At the time, I when I watch it originally, I always try and find something positive, whether mm -hmm. it's a negative experience, because I know how hard you and I both know how hard it is to make something that's creative like yeah. that with thousands of people involved. So it's you know I don't want to sit there and poo poo the whole project, even if it's the worst thing, like flying monkeys. You can find something enjoyable probably, uh, <laughs> and flying monkeys has has half a pizza delivered. So, you know, if you, if you haven't reached that level of poopiness, you're okay. Okay, so. Oh, good stuff. Good here stuff. Here we go. Oh, wait. Actually, I wanted to ask you something, Chris. Because oh, okay. on your movies and munchies thing, sometimes you have munchies and you bring up the really yes. random thing. So here in the UK, there's a chain called Primark. And during Christmas, they, they put out like an American section uh, of... <laughs> <laughs> is it fried <laughs> no no no. it's like all wrapped sweets uh because it's a clothing oh, okay. store so uh like oh okay to, to sell that'd be really weird having fried stuff in the clothing store uh so my wife bought me something called warheads cubes sweet and sour fruit and chewy candy <laughs> i've never had the cubes right so that's it is it is an american thing it is an american thing and there are some warheads that um have managed there's a couple of flavors and i don't remember which ones they are um 
that have managed to turn my face inside out. Are ready? They're ready, so are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, not all of them. That and that's yeah, the weird thing. Like some of them in, in this box is a different taste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're just going for that. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Do you like sour stuff? Not really. <laughs> okay. How that, how is that? Is it is that oh, really I was making potent? My, or, making yeah. my... <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny because there are occasionally sometimes where you know I'll try some of those and I'll be like, this isn't anything. Whoa. You know. All of a sudden, it just it get yep, there. That's the face right there. <laughs> It's kicking oh my, in. Oops, oh it's like, the microphone. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't goodness. last too long, but yeah, it makes your cheeks yeah. go concaved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, thankfully, they do. It has a short half-life there. It just, you know, it comes on strong, and then it goes away rather quickly, so you can continue on with your day, and you don't necessarily have to repeat that experience <laughs> unless you enjoyed it, okay. and then you put another one. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, we, we get some American sweets here, and uh, I have... I've tasted of the sourness. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want fun, put a handful of them in your mouth. Oh, different flavors, different oh my colors. Gosh, yeah, it will not be a good experience, and it won't taste good. No, but your head might implode. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah, it's like mixing coke <laughs> and uh, and popping candy. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Oh. Oof. <laughs> uh, oh, on that note, would you like to start yes. us off with your? I guess, have you ranked them? I did not rank them. Okay. Because um, they're all. Um, See, I've yeah. ranked mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, do you want to start then? Okay. And sure. then I'll, I'll, I'll maybe rank mine as we. As we go along. Yeah. Are we doing our, our five? Is that what we want to do? Yeah, top five, five. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I have more than five on my list. So I, Yeah. No, uh, my original <laughs> list, I have 38. So. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Ruben, maybe Ruben was just moody this year, twenty twenty one. Moody Ruben. No, I don't know. I mean, because if you think, I think if we go back to your criteria, you know, because I have a couple on my list that I was maybe overly generous to. Mm. Maybe I'm willing to admit that if I were to go back and rewatch it and <clears throat> re-review it, I I think I would be less kind to it because I don't want to rewatch it now. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have two or three on there that I'm like, no, I just, I don't, I, I have no desire to go back to this, even though portions of it may have been fine, you know, and then yeah, other parts, parts, there's. That <laughs> just shouts you, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. So, okay, go for it. Okay, so on my number five is a film I had high hopes for because it's prequel um was excellent and this is in the horror genre and this is one we didn't actually talk about fully because we didn't want to this is halloween kills uh oh yeah which i just thought the 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 more i thought about it like at, at the time when i watched it i thought yeah that was pretty bad and then the more i thought about it, it was like no that was really bad because it, it had it didn't scare me it was gore for the sake of being gory you had your protagonist jamie lee curtis just not in the film like she's there but she's doing nothing she's in the hospital the whole time until she's walking about and then they're all chanting stuff like death dies today is that, is that, is that what, what they were chanting see 
Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, forgettable. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just, I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. There were just moments in this film, it's like, what are you doing? You're just in a town and you guys are kind of the bad guys. You are doing all the classic stupid things of not checking whether he's dead. You're going into the basement. You're, you know, all the cliches. If you look at the the, the predecessor, that it was kind of like, it's a, a not a reimagining, but like a rebirth of the franchise almost. They'd skipped, they'd done one, and then they skipped all the others that came between. And they're just saying they'll continue from there. And it was excellent. It was tense. It was tight. You had Jamie Lee Curtis, the, the scream queen, uh, kicking butt. There was a big trap in the apartment. It was excellent. And then at some point in this sequel, you had um, our villain learn, like, what was he, a martial artist taking on the entire squad of um, the firefighters, just like I was like, wh- when when did he learn that? <laughs> There's so and the lady with the iron. Don't forget about that. Uh, the lady, the lady who showed up to iron his clothes. Yes. So uh, okay. <laughs> There's so many parts in this film that I'm just like, why? Uh, and yeah. So what, what did you think about it? <laughs> this is one. Yeah. Now I didn't enjoy it necessarily. When it came out, I mean, I, I think I was kinder to it than than I would be now. Mm. Um, it it was a waste of my time. Yeah. Now, and I That's and I really worst. believe that. Yeah. Well, it is because it like I thought I wasn't on board when it was first announced for the reboot of Halloween. Okay, and then when I watched it, I was actually very surprised at how it was handled. I felt it was it was really good and it was really entertaining and I had just a lot of fun with it. Mm. I thought, you know, it, it, it had some callbacks to it and yet still had some modernness that was, you know, to pull it into our time. Um, but it, it retained a lot of the feel it re, or the soul, maybe that this one was boring. It was so unnecessary and it felt like they were trying to pull in so many like, hey, remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Remember this? Let's pull all of this in. We're going to force nostalgia on you. And in the hopes that you won't see that this whole section over here is just stupid. <laughs> right. You know, the one thing I think that the movie has going for it is that the kills, some of the kills are pretty good. Um, You know, I still like, yeah, the firefighter scene, I... It baffles me, and this is really, this is a feature of movies more often than not, is that if you have somebody who is going to be attacked by a large group of people, more often than not, it is a one-on-one, even though it could be a mob scene. Mm. And I understand because you, you want whoever's in the middle to typically survive or come out of that, you know what I mean, to to succeed in that battle. And so you don't have... 15 people all at once come and just go ham on that person. Mm. So, uh, but it, mm, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Forgettable, not worth, not worth the time. And also then makes me very leery for the final installment. Yeah. Cause it's a trilogy. Which, yeah. Like I don't care. No. And I don't want to see it. Will I see it? Yes. Um, but, under protest, I, th- <laughs> I think. Because yeah. you review films on your channel and it would make sense for you to review the third part. But would you go out of your way to watch it? Yeah, No. Well, and everything was, everything I think was wasted in this too. Hmm. That was the thing that hmm. it was, it was a whole bunch of little things smashed together in there 
that didn't really like you think about it. go back to Jamie Lee Curtis. She has this this massive monologue um, in the in the hospital. That's where she spends the entire you know movie, which I think is okay. That's that's fine in and of itself. But the monologue felt weird mm. um, in the way that it was executed. Uh, Judy Greer, I she was underutilized. I think she was probably one of the best parts of the movie. Um, because she's like the rational person. She's the intelligent person trying to scream at all these people. You're idiots, especially after you go after this mental patient who is just terrified for his life. Yeah. Um, you know, just it. You see, I didn't understand why they had added that bit because it's meant to be a fun film, but they went for the realism. The, the, the pre, the one, the predecessor, the one before it. Yeah, it's still gory. It's still scary. It, it has those tense corridor scenes, but it's still fun. You know, when that music kicks in, there's going to be something that's going to happen. But here they went for, we're trying to have fun. Remember this bit? Because there's literally a bit that they recreated or showed from, from the 70s. And it was so nostalgic that they showed us some of the movie. <laughs> and then they go back to this. Oh, but the. Yes, there's this story about the mental patients who and society being so wrong and one person shouts about the wolf and everybody follows and that's definitely a witch. You've got to burn it. You know, it's that mentality. So yeah. you, you've taken two genres and you've mixed them together, but the one genre had no reason to be in the movie. It was like that is not – if you had started it on that platform, that's the type of film you could – maybe then you could follow through on that. But just to shove it in there because you want to be woke, um, to to use the term that everybody's using colloquially now. I mean, yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, it the it didn't fit. It didn't fit. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Happy faces all around, everybody. Yay. This is the thing yes. about talking about the worst. It, 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 you're like, because you like everybody. film so much, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're upset when it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when it could have been better and it should have been better. Yeah. That I think is the worst. You know what I mean? Like some of those, the, the horror movies that we had reviewed earlier in the year, we knew they were terrible. Yeah. Going in. You know what I mean? That was the expectation. The bar was set so low that it didn't matter. But on these, the bar is set higher because it's coming from a major studio. It's coming with a large budget. It has pedigree. Exactly. Know, that yeah. it just, yeah, squandering to its name. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So yes. what's at your number five then? Uh, this is a movie that should have been better for me. Now, I think... It's funny because other people seem to really enjoy it. Mm. And maybe we watched a different movie. I don't know. But it is Joe Carnahan's Cop Shop with Gerard, um, not Depardieu, (laughs) (laughs) Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo. And um, excuse me, where Frank Grillo is a, well, he's he's a scumbag. I mean, he's not a great person. And he, but he is being chased by other scumbags. There's a price on his head and he intentionally gets himself arrested, taken into custody. So where he can theoretically be, uh, held safely away from Mm. these other people. Um, then Gerard Butler gets himself arrested. Maybe Frank Grillo didn't get arrested. 
again, it's kind of forgettable. Anyway, <laughs> Frank Grillo ends up in jail, in a local jail in like Nevada, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Butler gets himself arrested so that he can be placed into the cell because he's after Frank Grillo. Um, the cops themselves are, except for one, are bumbling idiots. They are just wildly clueless, um, angry. It just it 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 didn't it didn't work for this this scenario, um, especially when bad things begin to happen. And what that bad thing is is that another hired killer comes in who apparently is very good at his job because he's completely unhinged. And I can't remember the actor that was that played him, but he, that was one of the best portions of the entire movie was him just being un, just crazy, just, you know, just cold-blooded killer for no reason, just boom, and and really off when it comes to his mental stability. Um, I felt no tension. I felt um, it, everything was obvious, and even their conversations that could have been more intense or more building, especially as you have... A scene comes where the one good cop, the competent cop, and then Frank Grillo and Gerard Butler are trapped in the cells. Now, you have the crazy killer trying to get in. And so you have this this contained quarters with urgency being pressed against it. And I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel concern for them. I didn't feel tense. I didn't, you know, even their conversation within there was like laughably bad. And it just, it ticked me off the more and more that I watched it because it was like this, this should have been great. Joe Carnahan has made some really tense stuff. He has made some, um, some good little twisting type of things or just even all out action. You know what I mean? If you want to just go and just have all kinds of crap explode and everything else, but this was, I mean, the gun, I think one of the guns wasn't, shouldn't have even been loaded, like the way that it, it happened in the continuity, and yet they're still firing it. It's just, it was, I I was so disappointed <laughs> after <laughs> I watched it. Yeah, because you uh, differ <clears throat> um, quite a bit with the critics and the audience on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, a lot of people thought, oh, no, this was really entertaining, or I loved the dialogue, or I loved the action. I'm like, I, there was an action scene, but huh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So did you ever get a chance to see I it? I didn't. Um, it wasn't one. I, I saw the trailer and thought, I don't think I want to see that. And I know that Jared Butler and uh, Frank Grillo can definitely carry films on their own. I love Frank Grillo in The Wheelman. I think it's an underrated film. It's a Netflix original, actually. Um <coughs> Jared Butler, he's a bit hit and miss. He does some actions that's good, does some drama sure. that's good. Uh, but yeah, normally I like him on screen. So uh, I got the feeling that this wasn't one that I was going to enjoy. And <laughs> to be honest, I don't really like the director that much. He did Death Wish, uh, the reimagining Bruce Willis Death Wish in 2020, 2018. Oh. And that was awful. It was just terrible. <laughs> it was a bad film. Uh, so yeah, that was like ticking. So it's interesting. There's obviously... A varying views there so i wonder why it is that um what they saw and what you didn't yeah i don't know i did see one reviewer who was like oh i loved this so much which is fair i mean hey you know what you you can 
yeah, yeah. love whatever you want to love. Um, but I also saw, and maybe we'll get to this later, um, but he had also talked about how um, the newest Matrix iteration was a near-perfect movie. So <clears throat> so I, I kind of weigh that with that, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, okay, I'm not sure then we – not, not sure what your what your criteria, What's your criteria? is. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's okay though. I mean, hey, you're entitled to love it, and and hey, more power to you. If you enjoyed Cop Shop, I think that's awesome. I'm glad that you got enjoyment out of it because chances are you had to put some money out mm. to watch it, and so there's nothing worse than paying for something and it being terrible. Yeah, and yeah, I so, agree. Yes, Cop Shop uh, for me, no, meh. Poo. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, I know you said you thought ours was going to cross over, but I'm not so sure anymore it's going to cross over that much. We'll <laughs> um, okay. Number four for me is Tiger King 2. I was really looking forward to this. I loved Tiger King 1. I thought it was really out there. Um, really interesting to see these people's lives that, that I, you know, every single one of them that they, that had like a farm with the animals on it or a miniature safari whatever you would call it caged animals where you go and look at them i thought they mm. were all a bit bonkers to be honest um yes uh, and like the fact that they come off thinking that they're not makes it even <laughs> like better to watch i guess it's more entertaining but the sequel really just felt like a cash grab from netflix like honestly yeah. honestly did there was no real story there there was no answers to the answers that we wanted it's not like uh, anybody was released from jail they're still in jail uh, and the other people are still roaming about <laughs> raking in so much money from the netflix documentary yes. that they had which is also terrible if you think about it like <laughs> it's just so wrong yeah, yeah. so i yeah. ended up going what why and then since then there's been another documentary from the same universe with another character that i haven't even bothered like i didn't watch the doc antle story either i just yeah after after tiger king 2 i didn't care to revisit this and that's hmm. so yeah that's that's my number four short quick and sweet i don't know that there's a lot to say about tiger king 2 because it was quite honestly just boring it was. It was a disappointment, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I think there were some moments that it had, uh, but on the whole, it did not capture the same magic, weirdness, whatever, of the first. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe they should have waited a little bit more. Probably. So that they had... They could have built up momentum again, had more... If something else happened, like they could have had all that footage... I just stolen your thunder. That's what you were going to say, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, but that's you. We're totally on the pa same page, so that's that's perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, for me, number four is um a Netflix original called Prey, <laughs> and this I, this was great. What are you talking about? I'm what? No, no. The potential was awesome. The potential was great. You have this this group of people out in the woods being hunted by some unknown killer. <laughs> that that premise, I love. I love the fact that it is um, unknown. 
that we don't know why somebody's coming after them, why they've been targeted. Have they been targeted specifically? Is it just a madman? What's going on? Um, you know, they're, they were out for a day hike. They were not meant to survive. You know, they don't have all of their stuff. And when this, when they go to their car, when they finally make it back to their car and all hell breaks loose right there. Ooh, Hey, this is kind of cool. Hmm. And that's where it stops being cool. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it, the tension goes away. You know, the, even once when they stumble upon who the perpetrator is and why, even though that there is a, maybe a slight justification, I think that you can make for why this person feels this way, sort of, um, no. Yeah. And it, and, and, and it's, it's unbelievable that this person with the gun who is hunting this group of people out, that they are such a good marksman. <laughs> right. Um, How? In, in, well, in, and I can see, you know what I mean? Cause there are good marksmen and there, and hunters are typically very good marksmen. Um, then I use marksmen as an inclusive of marks people. That just sounds weird. So I'm going to continue <laughs> to say marksmen, but, um, you know, they're accurate with their shots, but over terrain, you know, varying terrain, people running. I mean, it just, I don't buy it. And the whole thing. And then the end, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the perpetrator, you know, and I don't care. I'm going to spoil it. Um, this is just, it's a poo movie. Um, <laughs> the lady who is the, the, the killer, doesn't she like walk off the mountain or something yeah, like that? Yeah, she does. There's this whole scene with, she meets up one of the other women and this is this it's meant to be like an awakening moment for her in the meantime you've totally lost interest in her you don't care about yeah. her emotionally because she's wrong she's evil which is yeah. there's no justification for it actually maybe at the beginning one time <clears throat> but the fact that she continues to innocent yeah kind of innocent people it, it's yeah <clears throat> no yeah well, and then that, that whole side story of the, um, because they're on a bachelor party type of weekend where the brother is sleeping with the fiance of the one who's getting married, that, that comes out of nowhere and was pointed. Is, it didn't, it, yeah. because it, the film itself was quite short, so they needed to pad the runtime. <laughs> they, so they were like, well, to add somebody sleeping in. with somebody, let's just add that in there. That sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Excellent yeah, just, idea, guys. It's like they were around a campfire and all were like smoking spliffs and, and suddenly like, you know what? I think we should do this. It's, I'm, I'm probably sounding a bit harsh, but it did come across like it was just, yeah. why is this? Very ill-conceived, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So pray, stay away from it. Uh, if you want a movie, and that's the thing, and, and it's my fault for even thinking it, but it looked like um, The Ritual, uh, which was on Netflix. Right. Well, that's a great movie. It really is. Now, they're totally different movies. I mean, they're just in every sense of the way, other than the you have in the ritual and in prey, you have a group of guys going through the forest. Mm. That's it. That's where the similarities begin and end. So, yeah. Okay. Go watch the ritual, not prey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm totally with you there. Um, my number... Have I done my number four? Uh, y yes, that was Tiger King. Yes, Tiger King. Okay, so my number three. Um, yes, it 
if I say Hulu original film, <laughs> most of the time, which that never starts off that's, well, that's, typically. Yeah, um, Mother Android is my number three. Oh, and the, okay. I haven't seen this one. Yes, yeah, so the more I think about this one, the more it irritates me. It's got an actress that has also done great films, but also some that has not been uh, well received. Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like her in some yeah. stuff. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic world rocked by a violent android uprising. A pregnant young woman and her boyfriend desperately search for safety. So, how do I explain this? So, you have an A to B. There's threat the whole film because they need to get to a certain place in time for them to be safe. So, that for me always is a really good kind of MacGuffin to get you to keep watching because it adds a level of intensity. The thing is, you really want to know about the androids and the world that they're in. But most of the film, 90% of the film, is spent in the forest, in them in a tent, them trying to sneak around places to try and get to this end place. And occasionally they'll meet up with humans, and humans are very... They're like trying to do things like uh, check that you're not an android because androids have gotten good at uh, deceiving humans. Um, so there's a there's a, a Skynet Terminator ish vibe, but it's also very indie, low on the budget scale. Now the best thing about this film is Chloe Grace's Moretz's performance at being pregnant. I think uh, I know she went to like Lamar's class and everything, and mm. she she like really got into. So she's great, and when she is with her partner, their dialogue scenes are good. It's just the film is really uninteresting. When you get to mm. the androids, you're kind of like, okay, that's cool, but you you want to know about what makes them tick, what happened, what are they doing? This it feels like they they hint at there's this whole society and they have this hierarchy of things that's going on, and you know there's reasons they 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 have really manipulate manipulative ways of trying to take down humans. They don't really dis, like discuss why that was overthrown and why they hate us. Just it just happened, um, and so there's like this little twist at the ending that makes you supposedly makes you want to care about what's happening. But by the time you get it, it's just it, it's one of those films that you sigh and go, "Why did I watch this? Can, can I? And I should have watched Terminator." You know, <laughs> it's well, when it sounds a little bit like it's taking some premise also from Blade Runner. Oh, for sure, and yeah, <clears throat> but. At that point, why? Because we have Blade Runner. You know, it, it. Okay. Yeah. So just not worth not worth my time, even if Chloe Grace Moretz is good in what she does. Yeah. I mean, here's someone's review. She's a fantastic actress, yet it's bomb after bomb <coughs> after bomb for her, and she's the only good thing in them. Chloe, please fire your agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's accurate. Because she's normally the best thing in what you're watching. Unfortunately, the film that she's in might not be great. I think ever since Kick-Ass, I expected more from her. And we don't always get them. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, gosh, and that was... That's she was so young in that, too. Yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's coming to Netflix, to the UK, um, in a few days. So everybody, yeah, yeah stick that on your watch list. Uh, or don't that's weird so but you could see it on hulu in the uk 
before? No, so you, I got a screener for it. So they sent that to oh, me okay. and I reviewed that. <laughs> okay. uh, and then it went to Hulu. Normally all the Hulu originals go to stars on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's a thing like they've added on. But for this, I guess Netflix bought the IP before uh, stars. For, for the UK yeah, or the for UK. Europe, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I do believe it's it's still a Hulu original. In the US. Um, in the US, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they funded it and made it, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, staying away from it. Not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should dodge the bullet there. You should totally watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got so many other things to do. I, <laughs> I need to make good decisions. Yes, right. With some of my time, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my number three. It is a movie that came onto Netflix. That's where I saw it. Right. But I guess maybe it had a release someplace. Maybe it didn't. Maybe Netflix was where it released. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it's not a Netflix actual movie, but it's called Aftermath. Yeah. Great and film. It stars I love this film. Ashley Green, Sean Ashmore. Yeah. Where you have this uh this struggling young couple, um, just the, they're trying to stay together. They have there's issues from their past and um they're offered this amazing deal on a home and bad things begin to happen there. Well, the the whole premise for the home, Sean Ashmore owns a crime scene cleanup company and he cleans up a crime scene at this home, a grisly, terrible murder. Yeah. And <clears throat> in an effort to start anew with his wife, and maybe get a fresh, just a fresh, you know, perspective and everything. He buys this house. He talks his wife into buying this house where the double murder that is grisly and bloody has occurred. Yeah, but I mean, Decision- if you've seen the house, Chris, it's an amazing house. Okay. Yes, it is an amazing house. And it'll go cheap because uh, someone's murdered there, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, and it's Okay. If you go to old houses, there is a, a high probability that somebody has died in that. Yeah, true. Um, and maybe even some bad things have happened along the way. Yeah. Just because but one bad t- thing has happened doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Yeah, but typically if you know it's the bad thing that happens and it just happened, are you really going to be buying the house? Especially, especially when you and your wife are already having marital issues. And this is to restart things. This is to start over as a fresh beginning. That's not a fresh beginning. (laughs) Well, maybe it's to keep her in check. So, like, in fear, she knows that you've bought, like, a serial killer house. So, you're like, oh, I don't know what he's up to. Yeah, I don't know. It, (laughs) it, it, okay, I'm going to spoil it because I, yeah, it, because it was spoiled from the very beginning. It. (laughs) Weird things happen, and it turns out that there's some dude living in the house in some secret passageway. It's not even original. The, like, it's been done so many times, hasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. And it, it the thing, not the thing, one of the things <laughs> that gets me is that, like, Ashley Green's sister disappears, and nobody is really concerned about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, and they're not really concerned at all. No, they just it's like, oh well, she's she's just not there. She's gone away. 
And then she turns up all bloody and dead in the bed. And that's when they kind of care, but Mm. not a lot. It just, it, the whole thing unravels and where it had, and there were actually a couple of moments that gave me chills. It, it built up a little bit of tension here and there, you know, and it, um, especially when we have some of those, those scenes with, um, things will move. Yeah. You know, when you know, somebody will leave the room, come back and something has moved and we're like, what is this? Is this a ghost story? Is there somebody in the house? Is there an intruder? What's going on? And then when you even see, when you see some of the security cam footage, you know, how it's moved around, you know, or you see somebody come in here like, oh crap, where did they come from? You know, that that's legitimately freaky. I mean, somebody invading our personal space of our home, mm-hmm. that is terrifying. That is violating and it's it's absolutely wrong. And I think on that level, it can affect just about everybody. But when you're watching it in this film, it just becomes uninteresting and predictable. And you're right. We've seen this done before. Better. See, I was really disappointed because I thought it was a supernatural film. In fact, I'd <laughs> mm. seen your review and a lot of people talking about it and I thought, wow. Chris is getting a lot of traction from this. Let me let me let me go and check this out. And I was like, oh, it's one of these. It's it's a weird supernatural thing. There's obviously something something to do with the person has died. Oh, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be different. And then it wasn't. And I was like, really? And then they haven't figured it out. And they're like, but this is so obvious. What, what is this film? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ugh. And then <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I just remembered one more thing. The um. Sean Ashmore has the two buddies that he does the crime scene cleanup with. Yes. One of them is just a terrible person. Yes. Just he's making all kinds of terrible jokes that that are then not funny also. So they're bad jokes and they're they're mildly offensive, maybe even overly offensive. Yeah, no, no, not mildly. There were things I was like, you you cannot say that. And I'm surprised you're allowed to put that in the film to say that. Yeah, and then it wasn't funny either. Yeah. Right? It just it It didn't land, yeah. It's sad because I really like Sean Ashmore as an actor. I think he's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And he probably is the best thing in it. Um, But that's not saying much because it's it's a bad film. It is a bad film. Yeah. Mm. So stay away from Aftermath. Yeah. Uh, So this one might surprise you uh, on my number two. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my number two worst film of 2021 has a huge budget, triple A actors. And it's probably not the one you're thinking of right now. <laughs> is, oh no, it's okay. <laughs> is Red Notice. Uh, because it has no right being as bad as it is. It doesn't. It has a massive mm-hmm. budget, something like 250 million, has the triple A cast. You have Wonder Woman, The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds. That there should be enough to make the film really entertaining. The thing is with this film is it just tried to be too many films. It didn't yeah. really stick the landing and it really pulled from all the genres of Indiana Jones, the spy thrillers, Ocean's Eleven. Um, the thing is the, the, the jokes didn't land, which is weird because you have... The comedic timing of The Rock and you have the genius of um, Ryan Reynolds who is able to spout comedy for every line of dialogue if he's allowed to let go. 
he can do that like he is absolutely a genius he's brilliant mm-hmm. you just have to look at free guy um brilliant original brilliant. ip really fun jody comma dry humor in amongst him and then you have wonder woman and i know she can act uh but mm-hmm. i also just felt like it was they were using her because she's wonder woman it was just like oh yeah. she is this person she didn't really get much to do other than she appears occasionally mm-hmm. as this mcguffin really uh good looking uh woman but she didn't mm-hmm. she was just there almost for eye candy um and then we have the rock being the rock mm-hmm. uh kind of i guess it just didn't work that the worst thing for me about this is it it had all the explosions it had all the supposed fun and excitement except for the majority of the film i was just bored and i and i wanted it to be over yeah this is on my dishonorable mentions list okay um yeah, yeah because it, it, you're right and and i was excited to see it and i think i was more generous i think at the outset than than i would be now if i were watching it um it's too long it's too many things. It lo- it has lost its focus mm. considerably. Um, and you're right. It it should have been way better. I mean, what they bring to the table, had they been allowed to do their thing, mm. I think would have been outstanding. You know, and I, I had said that, yeah, Ryan Reynolds was, um, he felt restrained. Yeah. You know, and some people are like, what are you talking about? He's talking like nonstop. Well, I didn't say he was he was kept quiet. He just wasn't him. Mm. I mean, if you think about like even take some of his commercials that he does on YouTube They're for the brilliant. companies that yeah. he owns. Yeah. He is just overly sarcastic, dry, witty, I mean, hilarious in short bits of time. And then we have other movies where he's hilarious throughout. Mm. So it's not it's not that he just he felt like they said, rein it in. We don't want you to be the same Ryan Reynolds that you are. We we want a little bit of that, but we want something else. But they didn't tell him what that something else yeah, was. Because when he's been told to do something else, he does stuff like the voices, which is great. It's crazy. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It goes psychotic mm. on us, you know? And, and The Rock, we've seen him be so stinking funny because he's just some of it's his expressions but his delivery too he really i mean i'm shocked every time because i actually i'm not shocked now but you know at the beginning because you have wrestler turned actor and you're like "Eh, okay well it is acting but come on it's more physical acting than anything then yeah I, I I was bummed by this and and really disappointed in what it is, especially for when Netflix announced at the beginning of 2021 that they were going to do a major um, release every week. You know, mm. I was like, "Ooh, hey, this is cool!" And they used those three and the platform of Red Notice as the launching point for this. Yeah, you know, so we've been looking forward to this movie for. This was Close the one. To a this year. is the big one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and and I know Netflix put a ton of money behind it. Yeah, and it just and I mean, and I saw it in the theater. That was I went and bought tickets and actually saw it in the theater. And yeah. I, uh, oh. yeah, no, no, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, so that's why it's at my number two because <clears throat> it's poo. It it, it actually number is, it, and it amazes me that it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, following on Netflix, um, <clears throat> my number two is Intrusion. Hmm. Do you remember this movie where you have um, Frida Pinto and Logan Marshall Green, Martian Lo- Marshall Logan Green, the guy from Upgrade and The Invitation? That Wait, dude's awesome. it's coming back. I think I actually physically, mentally blocked it out. <clears throat> okay, this is the one where. Um, they have this really nice house out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's another nice. Um, it's the other house one. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the where Logan Marshall Green is the designer. Um, he's the yeah. architect, and so he built this this beautiful house. And um, it, she ends up. He's a killer. She figures it out. Um. It, it, I'm at a loss for <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, it's it. All of the interactions. I mean, you have where to even begin. Um, the outcome is so obvious, and it's so then uneventful um, that it oh, disappointing. And and where you have as Frida Pinto is going on this journey of investigating. Her suspicions, you know, are they justified? Are they not? Who knows? But she, she sees all these red flags with her husband and yet doesn't really do anything. And yet and she'll still follow into like, you know, you shouldn't go into this, <laughs> into this room or down this hallway or whatever. And yet you do anyway. And then you choose to have a long conversation with somebody within the secret room where you found somebody bound who's been missing for, you know, quite a while. And you're like, you, I, just, I think you know. exploring the idea that you've lived with someone that's as bad as that for so long is interesting. And I think they could have explored that much more because you hear of these stories where people like I had no idea. And and you often wonder why, how did you not have any idea? Like, it, it's weird. Like, you think you would know. And I think that's an interesting premise. But all of the decision-making in this, it didn't feel real. It felt forced Hollywood. But even then, uh, uh, it felt like Hollywood still wouldn't make that decision. You, it's all the yeah. wrong decisions. You're like, no, this. It's, you're making that person make that decision to keep the movie going. But it actually wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, what was there was a thought that had popped in my head. I mean, yes, it would have been great to examine more of just that relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? To to dive into that more, but it didn't take the time to do that. It didn't. No. That was the thing. I mean, you know, she has some suspicions uh, when their house is broken into, which at the outset it feels a little weird. Um, but then we. F- find out that it, it seems more justified. We can actually get behind the break-in, but the guy then, the Logan Marshall Green has a gun planted in the house in a, in a pot, which, <laughs> you know what? That makes sense too. I mean, if you're living out in the middle of nowhere that you would have a weapon to help protect your, okay, that makes sense. But but the, the disagreement between the husband and the wife about why he has it, where she doesn't want to have it, you know, just, all of these things, could really 
be dived into more. And she's like a, a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist or something like that, some sort of counselor. And so you would think that they would be able to dive more into mm. that realm. And yet that would be the obvious don't. place for me to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, um, the obviousness of it and just the, um, the whole execution made it not worthwhile. I was just, I was more bummed than anything as it, mm. you know, I just got more and more bored as yeah. it went along and they had moments of tenseness too. That was the thing where it, it, um, I'm trying to think what, like she has, she goes, Frida Pinto's character goes to where this, um, this person was um, missing or the, the house of the person who was missing. You know, she's doing some investigation and she runs up against people who she's sneaking about. That that couldn't be tense. And you don't know who the people that you're coming in contact with because they could be weirdos. Yeah. And yet, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, have you met so. the human race? We are weird. <laughs> we are. <laughs> this is true. But just, yeah, just terrible decision-making all the way through, which then breaks a lot of the the sympathy for any type of character, Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, all in all, it's like, uh, I will never watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. Mm, mm -mm. Not at all. Right. So before I get to my number one, I think we can do honorable mentions. I would like that. Cool. Uh, so I've got three. On the three Me too. is Clifford. Uh I don't think the film needs to exist. It's not a terrible film. Oh, <laughs> what? oh that hurts me. Oh, really? I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Clifford. I, I mean, it's it's generic. Totally. <laughs> it's not even that but, it's generic. It doesn't need to exist. It, it's it's one of those of like, yeah. is the animated series better than this live action film? Yes, a lot. Uh, how do we justify this movie? Also, the, the accent from a particular English actor <laughs> no yeah, yeah it's terrible yeah um, yeah and the cg is okay but not great there are there were times when I, especially when she's on top of clifford i was just like oh, oh. yeah 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 it was uh, sorry okay. chris <laughs> no that's okay that's okay you're allowed to be wrong no <laughs> <laughs> yes and a lot of people did like this uh so you know well and i think maybe on how you how you watched it because did it come out on theaters also yes, yes it oh. was it's uh, mainly theaters for us yeah okay because yeah. i think it was paramount plus here if right. i'm remembering correctly yeah, so something one like in that the UK so, you'd have to pay for it to go and see okay which yeah. that i can see that if i were to see that in the theater i would have been disappointed to to output the money, I watched it on my couch. Ah, let's um, see. I think know, I would. So have, was, yeah, I would have given it more because yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And then uh, enough. Kingsman. The more I think about it, the oh. more disappointed I get with it. And I think I gave it some leeway originally because it's the director who I love. Uh, I love the actors. Mm -hmm. It's a great cast, and it has some terrific action moments, like genuinely outstanding action moments. The thing is. It's too serious. The genre that they've gone for is completely opposite from what King's Men should be. It's okay. forgotten to be fun. They've lost the banter. Mm. And that really irks me because I love the first one so much. I can handle the second one because the second one got really silly. 
It's like they went from, oh, we've gone too silly. Let's go way out there for the prequel. And now I know that they're going to do a sequel to the prequel. And I'm really hoping that they find their feet again to be, because uh, there's some time and space in between. Uh, and so the more I think about it, the less, like if I w- were to rent it or own it when it comes out, I'll probably just skip to those action sequences. I don't care about the story. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So the third one on my list of honorable mentions is surprisingly You Season 3. Now, season 3 is good. Oh. Okay. And I, I rated it, I think, like four out of five Nicolas Cage's. So I've got it in my... The thing is, <laughs> because Netflix told me that Season 4 was coming out before oh, it ended, there sure. was no tension in the series. So I knew that it, it was going to be fine. Uh, like, it the it just fizzled out. So I enjoyed what was going on, but the whole time mm. I'm thinking, what the whole, what was the whole, the point? The reason I love this is because I never know who's going to survive, but now I know exactly who's going to survive. So, mwah. so this, the series itself is fine. It would have been better if I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, fair enough. I haven't watched the show because I read the book the book was enough for me. Um, <laughs> but I do know that it is wildly popular of a series. So, nice. but yeah, that was, Anytime you have potential peril for one of the main characters to announce that the show is continuing on before it's even come out, you know, before the, the, the previous season has yeah. come out, you, why would you do that? Yeah. I wouldn't mm, even have re- re- announced it yet because I think the next season it comes out like September or close to December, maybe again. So it's way oh, too wow. early. So you yeah. could have kept people. Let people experience it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So my three, uh, the princess switch three. <laughs> now, when I, when I first reviewed this, I was a little more generous than I should have been. Um, <laughs> it was boring. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was boring. I don't think it was like the worst movie of ever, but the more I think about it, I mean, I'm just, I'm so disappointed. I mean, they, now, I didn't have high hopes for it anyway, you know. Um, I like Vanessa Hutchins in this, though. Uh, and not necessarily in this movie, but in the Princess Switch movies. I mean, the concept is cutesy and everything. It's done. I'm surprised as you far even as got to three, to be honest. I, well, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one was okay. I mean, it wasn't stellar by any means, but I, I was entertained by it. And I thought, ah, you know what? Having three in this could be fun. You're, you're adding all kinds of complications and everything to it. And maybe that'll, you know, it'll just make it more goofy and zany. Mm. And yet it was more boring That's than anything. It they has no right yeah, to it do just, that. It should, <clears throat> it should double down on, on the, the zany. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because you have her and I, and I think Vanessa Hudgens actually can play the characters really well. Cause she has, there's the very proper, there's then the very kind of straight laced, but who's not always proper proper she's mm. trying to be a little bit and then now you have which was introduced in number two and there's the main the focus evil one three. or not the evil one you, yeah yeah the, the wild card yeah more than anything you know what i mean and that should add some zaniness to she it she wears and black it, yeah <laughs> except in this she wears a lot of white i think what okay well she has blonde hair right maybe that's the white part that it doesn't matter it's it, irrelevant <laughs> she even has though she has two henchmen that are yes, that are yeah. goofy and stupid, and they should be hilarious. And sometimes they made me chuckle a little bit, but 
Yeah, no, the whole movie just and I don't I don't want them to continue on with this show. I'm so surprised this film is boring. Really, I thought it was going to be amazing, guys. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it should have been cute. Really, I mean, come on. At that, I didn't expect amazing. That's all you were expecting. Yeah, 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 and and not boring. And it was boring. That Mm. was too bad. Um, Next is a. This is one of the weirdest movies I saw this year. Um, it made its way through the festivals and I didn't get a chance to see it there, but it's called Crypto Zoo. Now it is an animated um, drug trip. <laughs> the animation is amazing. I mean, it's all, it's like hand drawn and painted, um, very creative, very unique. So it's not that. Um, the story is that that was probably the least interesting thing about it. Um, you have just that, this group of, um, this evil guy trying to catch these, uh, cryptids, which are, you know, like a, like a Medusa or, a um, a Griffin or, you know, any of these types of, uh, mythical creatures, except they re they really exist. Um, and he, he wants them for his own you know, collection or whatever. And then you have this other group who is trying to protect them. And so they make a crypto zoo where they can then enslave the, the animals as a, in a sanctuary, Mm. you know? So it's kind of weird because it's a duality of both of them are doing kind of the same thing. Mm. One believes they have a noble purpose and one believes they're just that they're right to, to have these for their own thing. Uh, the voice cast is cool. Michael Sarah. Um, yeah, uh, Peter Stramari, um, Lake Bell, I think. Yeah. So it's it's a good cast. Um, again, the animation is great. It is bizarre. <laughs> the 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 movie, um, and just it comes across the more as I being very artsy. It, it is very artsy. It's not for everybody. Not a lot of people, I think, are going to really enjoy it or even gravitate towards it. Mm. Um, for yeah. I just, the more I thought about it though, I just, I didn't enjoy it. Mm. You know, um, I probably rated it higher initially, um, out of just that it was kind of weird, but I, I appreciated what they were doing, you know, the art and the time that it took to create what they created was really well done. Yeah. But this is not something I ever want to watch again or would even consider watching again. So mm. there you go. Okay. Um, the final one on my list of poo is Dose. What? Or two. How could the you? Netflix, the Netflix. Um, I, Unos, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, yeah, yeah, no, it was just, it was, it was poo. The premise is great. It started off with so much potential where you have two people sewn together and they're strangers and they wake up sewn together. That's, it was way it's, too it's short the of a dumbed movie. down version of the human centipede. Well, and, and I think more watchable, like, like I, mm. when I heard the concept of the human centipede, I had no desire to see that, <laughs> I don't want you to know, watch that. That, yeah, that, that's gross. That is, <laughs> so this it's oversimplified. It's given too many outs 
Mm. Um, it, you know what I mean? Like they explain too many things too quickly. Mm. And yeah, I think that tension, for me was the issue. It, it, it needed more time. Yeah, it really, because what was it, like 71 minutes? It was so short, yeah. Yeah, they, they really, I mean, build up this world the, the in this room, this contained room, you know, where you have some dual visual imagery and it, it has all this potential there. And you even have a suspecting or a, a what is it, a suspicious woman of the, she's suspicious of the man that she's tied to. She asks all these questions and he's, absolutely evasive in everything that he answers or doesn't answer that's good there too i mean and what do you do because you're so together and just oh and then the answer comes on way too quickly in the explanation and then the pretentious ending and oh my gosh the ending the yin yang i'm in the dark curled up in this form and I'm in the snow, mm. curled up in this form, and then it turns into a two, and you're like, oh, this is amazing, and everybody's yeah. shouting at the screen going, uh, give me back my time. <laughs> yeah, at least I think the one positive thing is, is going for it is that it was only 71 minutes. Hey, <laughs> so you've only wasted an hour of your life on this and not more. I mean, I, I kind of went with it. I was really hoping it was going to be an escapism film, like uh, yeah. like an escape room. I was hoping they were going to escape the room and there was going to be another room, like Saw sort of thing. There's a lot mm, of, because mm-hmm. Saw does that. That's why Saw is interesting. Even the the new one, the the offshoot of it, I thought that was really fun because it had all these, mm-hmm. like, escape rooms that they had to go from one room mm-hmm. to another and try and survive. That's always fun in a really grotesque, gory way. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. thought, imagine having to do the escape room with them sewing together and survive and you know you know get, like a game like it gets harder but you, yeah. you get things along the way the the premise is so exciting and even when they start explaining it and you get the dad um he just he just rattles off this is what it is and then it ends and that's and it, it. literally five yeah. minutes later it's the film's ending and you're like what <laughs> just yeah what you've wasted my time yeah so i definitely think i gave it too much of a uh, like if i were to watch it now i rated lower but i loved the the duality i loved like the Mm -hmm. the twos and everywhere around the apartment and all of that and i love the idea of it i think that's probably yeah yeah, like where it could have gone but its execution was just like what on earth (laughs) yeah just yeah bad bad (laughs) yeah okay Okay, what tops your poo list? Okay, The Matrix Resurrections is my worst film. <laughs> I of, knew it. <laughs> of, of, of the year, by far. Like, nothing quite tops the feeling. I, I, when I left the cinema, I was just like, I can't actually talk about this film. Normally, my family likes to talk, and like they were like, hey, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, I don't. I, I can't yet. I just can't. My brain was just <laughs> rattling off what I'd seen. I was going over and over again. And days later, I'm like, it's put me in a foul mood. I don't think I've ever had a film do that to me before. Like, a film's a film, and you, you get over it, and you don't like it, fine, put it put it on. But I think because mm. I loved The Matrix so much, oh, it, it's like one sure. of those films that make made me fall in love with films. There were certain films that I saw as a young kid that would, like Goonies, Never Ending Story. But in London, when I saw that there was on the double-decker red brush, 
there was just like this code falling down and nobody knew mm. what the hell the matrix was and i went yeah. and saw it and my jaw hit the floor when trinity does that i was like oh okay what am i in for this is weird i love it and so you get that and then i saw it four times because i saw it with a friend because i took I had to take my friends and they couldn't see at the same time and i was like <laughs> i had to show everybody what this was that they're experiencing loved it yeah. every time seen it a number of times bought it on dvd blu-ray 4k you know i have it up the wazoo it's it's also in the i think there is this world catalog of films there's a hundred films that are collected for historical documentation mm. for um like stuff that's important to culture and it's in it's like one of the 100 films that's in that list wow so it means a lot to a lot of people yeah. and so we had number two, we had number three. The, those aren't nearly as great as the first one, obviously. Sure. But they have great sure. action sequences. Uh, they have great moments. And as a trilogy, it sits quite nicely as a, a contained story. We have the anim- Animatrix, which is part of it, but tells different stories of what, like people in the Matrix mm. and what's happened to them. Very interesting storylines. The thing with this one is it's because it's been so long and it's the Wachowskis, well, one Wachowski again. Yes. We expect them, because they've set the bar, we expect them to break the bar again. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that's fully understandable, because when you originally saw that, you were like, yeah, okay. And there were sequences in the second movie and the third movie that they did break the bar. They did things that they hadn't done in the first film, and it was visually really entertaining to watch. This film doesn't have that. It just doesn't. No. And even with the action no. sequences that they were trying to do that were entertaining, it didn't feel like you were like, uh, Keanu Reeves hardly does any martial arts. In fact, they just give him a superpower. So every time they were like, okay, now I'm just going to push that. He does action, but he's on uh, yeah. he's on a bike. Or every time he gets close to someone getting in his face, he'll just push them away. It's like yeah. they're saving him for John Wick 4. Uh, yeah. like like he didn't have that much time so then we've got to fill it up with things that make us want to care about the story so here's my fundamental issue with the fourth film is that it has no reason to exist why did they go and get Neo like everybody was fine that this version of the Matrix is in fact is more beneficial to the so they they were making the humans be more whatever the programming was it was churning out more energy and in fact people were more addicted to the matrix and enjoying it more mm-hmm. there was no real need to get neo out of the matrix no. except for them saying oh, i really like him he was cool let's go and get him that's literally why, like one of them was obsessed with the neoites yeah and in fact it pushes puts them in danger because they'd had this war previous which would have been a great story <laughs> like yes. seeing the war and how some yes. of these um the some of the the matrix and the, the robots are now on there like all of that Th- tell me that story yeah. that is interesting i literally yes. I, could, I could literally i could rant off for half an hour just continue going this this is why <laughs> it's not good the fact that they copied the intro for the first 20 minutes of the first film but didn't make it as good as the first. They didn't build on it, and it wasn't even like the actress. It, it wasn't Trinity. It was. It was all different, and it wasn't as good. It just every moment, I, my heart just sank, and I just was like getting more and more upset. And I was just, 
yeah, that opening sequence kind of made my eye twitch a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is same, but it's not. And, and the it's things like, that are good. off are, yeah. yeah, it just, it was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked it more than you did. Yeah. Um, but th- it, the thing that really waned on me was the over self-aware and then oh, it became self-indulgent. Yeah, I, I haven't even gotten into the, the matrix is all games and this is so meta. I, was, I don't need that. Like that is not a story I want to watch. What, why, who greenlit that story? Like seriously. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, that was, it was funny that they poked fun at Warner brothers for the cash grab that this was, but then it continued on. And I mean, if you, if you were to have a drinking game about all of the, the callbacks that they actually voiced, I think you'd be in trouble. You know what I mean? That it, like the, the amount of times that they say bullet time. What? So here's the thing about bullet time that they actually say that makes them so self-aware bullet time is never mentioned in the matrix film. It's a thing that Neo that they do to Neo, the actual filmmakers. Why is that it's mentioned? A technology in the, that yeah, was, it's a technology. Why is that mentioned in the film? That that's not meta. That's dumb. Like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. It was just it. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, so much. No, honestly, I, there's so much I could point out that you'd just be like, why? Yeah, it was not. It was. Yeah, the more I thought about it, because I was talking with. Um, <laughs> my oldest son about it. And I was like, yeah, the more I think about it, like I, I don't want to watch it again. Like, you know, if I were to re-review it, I'd probably give it a little lower of a score than I did initially, but I was just kind of right down the middle of the road. Like mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but it was just kind of like, eh, it, it, it was okay for what I, for what I watched, you know, whatever. Um, I did see somebody, um, mentioned something on, I think I was scrolling through Instagram doing my doom scroll there. And, um, somebody had listed like, I have reviewed over 800 movies and this is by far the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, seen I question the, um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I question the amount of movies that you've seen then and what you, are you only rating and reviewing the things that you know, you're absolutely going to love because the, this is not, well, this I can argue that this is not a great film at all, and and we can even go, you know, that this is a terrible movie. I, I can I can get on board with with portions of that. This is not the worst movie I've no. ever seen. No, not by the far. The reason why I'm so upset with it is is because of how close I'm to the original. Okay. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make has, this one like the worst film. It's no, not Sharknado no. bad. It's it's at least a no. movie. <laughs> yeah, but it has. When you have the pinnacle, the movie, I mean, it changed the movie industry with the first one. I mean, that was groundbreaking. Mm. They then do something in this one where it, it felt like they were trying to do something groundbreaking again, where you have that whole villain monologue um, where even Neo is slowed down. You know, he's barely moving. And that that sequence was glitchy. It was, it, it made my eyes hurt because it portions, 
weren't as smooth as I think they should have been. And things, it was just, it, it looked like we filmed something. Now we've taken somebody off of a green screen and placed them within this scene. And yet we didn't make it smooth or we didn't know exactly how fast we wanted certain things to be. And <sighs> I miss okay. the, the great martial arts scenes as well. Like there was one in the dojo. Um, I thought that was good. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that. But it still didn't have the the dialogue scenes that made that dojo scene great. Like the, the original, yeah. you know, like you think that's air you're breathing. That kind of line is great. Also, th there's one action scene where there's multiple people fighting in this. And I thought this was going to be the one that was like, yay, we're doing, we're doing what the Matrix does great. And it felt like they'd rehearsed it and practiced it so that it, it, it was going to be great. But then they cut so fast, so often, and so close mm. that we can't see what's going on. And when they do the wide scene, it's so wide, you, it's way out in the yeah. distance. You're like, what's happening? You don't know where to focus on. So most yeah. martial art action sequences, you'll see the wide shot and then they'll jump into the medium wide shot, like with mm -hmm. Anderson and Neo in, in the train tunnel, right? So you get that medium yeah. wide and you see them and it tracks them. And then you'll get the close up of where he's battering his ribs, yeah. which they copied again in this film. The amount of stuff yes. they copied, seriously, just do yeah. your own thing. If he had yeah. suddenly done it with his feet and was doing like a, a one hand stand and gone, good, I'd be like, sweet, you're doing something different. You're learning. No, we're yes. just going to go. I remember, like South Park. Do you remember? I remember. It's, it's, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, one thing that just it was popped in my head as you were talking was, um, it was a dark moment, and yet I think got lost in, um, in the chaos that was going on. But when towards the climax, where Neo and Trinity are trying to escape through the city. And that goes into swarm mode or whatever, you know, and you have the first one we see is this woman and her husband or boyfriend, whatever, her partner in bed. And she wakes up all confused, like what's going on? And you see him just get out of bed, walk towards the window and just crash out of it. And then you start seeing all of these people just head diving off of buildings. I'm like, oh, that, that is twisted and it's kind of cool that you're just the matrix is using these people as just missiles now but that can we take a moment and actually talk about the amount of people that you're just killing off right just it was just dark and you just see a thud 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 and, I'm like, and how much power were they wasting right there and then as well yeah the whole thing yeah. is about <laughs> saving the power like not nah, we're just we'll we'll, we'll re regrow them right it's fine yeah yeah, yeah. So, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so Not that's, a good movie. Yeah. So, that was my one, my sad, sad one. Yeah. I figured that would be on your list. Mm. Would, <laughs> um, mine, which um, I'm surprised it wasn't in your, uh, your honor, dishonorable my mentions, five. but oh. yeah. Um, Hypnotic. Ah, uh, yeah. With um, Kate Siegel. Yes. The, another wasted potential. This one that is so obvious right from the very get-go. And yet we, you know, I, I held out this hope the entire time. That I was like, no, it's not going to be that. You're mm -hmm. going to have a twist to it. You know, we have, and the premise where you have this psychotherapist who also does hip, hypnosis, 
Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and he puts these triggers into people's minds and then has them, you know, and he kills them it's like through that way. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. So when somebody believes that they're being squished by an elevator, their brain tells them they're being squished by an elevator and they can't breathe. And so they're, they suffocate and they die. That's the movie I wanted to see. Yeah. I wanted to see this killer who is killing all kinds of people and somebody's working to try and get him. Not That is not the movie we see. That is not the movie we see. They, in and fact, was, I think we only see him use that, I wasn't say technology, but that thing like three times. Is yeah. One other time he and she like when she tries to and she freezes and you're like, that is creepy. Right. Yeah. When he says stop and yeah. she's like. And you have no control of you. But like, why haven't you been using that? We want to see him with other people. Like we wanted to. Uh, I really hoped it was going to be more than what it said on the tin because it was so obvious from the get go. It was. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where it just it it shouldn't have. And you have, um, and I can't remember that actor's name, but he's not. I mean, I like him in certain things, and I think he can be devious and creepy. And he yeah, brought sure. some of that air to it, you know. And Kate Siegel was was really good with what she was given. Like, you know, she can be very emotive and um, kind of damaged is not necessarily the right word, but it kind of is what I'm trying to convey that she. She's vulnerable in certain ways and she's searching for healing or whatever. And, you know, she's got, she's got baggage. Yeah. And yeah, Jason Amara. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh. It just, it did not. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you on this. I understand why it's your one. It was a terrible film. I think I, it, there were three films that melded into one for me. And that was Aftermath, this one and the other house one. And they oh, were yeah, just yeah. all equally, just awful. Yeah, yeah, they well, and they, yeah, same kind of premise, I think, maybe that not of not necessarily in the execution, but that you just have obviousness, mm. um, mixed with good potential that's never realized, yeah. and so it just the whole <laughs> ugh. okay, no, well, that, we've that managed, was a fun talk, yeah, that was fun, <laughs> <laughs> the worst of 2021, yeah, oh, goodness, well, yes. Well, we appreciate you making it this far in the podcast. Now we are going to talk about some of the best things that we watched this week. I think we've got a little bit of news to cover. And then also some of the things that we're looking forward to that are coming up. So without further ado, uh, Ruben, what is something of the best thing that you watched this week? Mm, I'm just eating a sour sweet again. That was a mistake. <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. Mm, excuse me. I'm okay. chewing. The <laughs> best, one of the best things I watched this week was last week's Sunday. Um, well, since we've spoken, because it's been a bit weird of how we've, where we've recorded these, there's been more time yes. than usual and more time would have passed. Uh, Bal Gasol is a Netflix original oh. Korean, South Korean uh, series that they're releasing one episode on each day of the weekend. There's 10 episodes in total. Each episode is about 80 minutes. Oh, wow. Which is why I think they are doing individual, because it's like watching an individual uh, feature, a short feature. Mm. The story is about a man who's turned immortal, named Bulgasol. He wants revenge f 
uh, from a woman with a mysterious past and present who he deems responsible for his immortality and it spans I think 600 years it starts up way wow in the past and really that first episode is just introducing us to the characters and the law and I think the law is really interesting uh, what I wasn't expecting was like it's very supernatural actually um, there's, we're fighting demons and monsters um, and you, you're not quite sure who the good guys are it's not black mm. and white which is great because it kind of messes with your mind a little bit the monsters are kind of good all monsters will be in the sake of monsters the good guys are kind of bad um, but the costume design the monster makeup and the cinematography are amazing they're so good uh, and then you have the tenseness. So, uh, like setting the scene, there's one night shoot with uh, fire torches lit around with a, an army. They're hunting down a demon, and uh, the guy that is immortal comes with his dad, who has adopted him. And uh, this demon is making uh, people fight each other. Uh, it's one of the powers, mm. and so that it's it's like all chaos. And so the one son that's able to somehow stop it manages to fight the demon and it's like an epic fight in slow-mo and a water reflection with firelight at night you can imagine it's just beautifully but then the demon does like uh, it shows its true face and the, and the makeup mm. and the costume design changes then as well and you're like oh so cool it's so much fun and that's just the first episode it's a proper big epic storyline like you would get with those um tv series that are like 20 six episodes long you know oh, yeah, yeah. and they're over but this feels like it's higher quality and in budget and i think mm. um if you've seen some of what south korea can do as we've seen recently this is one of those that they've they've given more story to they haven't just gone i we're not going to stick to your s- six episodes this is a story that we want to tell and we're going to put everything into it so we get we get probably 14 15 hours in total once it's done uh, over the 10 episodes um, yeah, and so every weekend it's nice to watch one episode because they're so long. It's I guess you could wait until all, the, all ten episodes are done, um, or but that would be a hell of a binge. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, like maybe wait until Sunday afternoon and then watch the two episodes, and you could, you know, have almost three hours of content into the story. And it keeps changing time as well because as the mm. characters end up in different times, it becomes like a drama and a romance, and then it's action, and then it's supernatural. It's it's very eclectic, oh. very different. And so it it comes out like on so Saturday and Sunday will be yeah. each be an episode. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So five weeks worth yeah. of that. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to have to, I saw, I had heard some things and people in the comments of different things were like, Ooh, have you seen this? You need to watch this. I'm like, I, I think I have it on my list, but I don't know what it is. And weekly releases are always hard for me sometimes just because mm. it, you know. They, yeah, I would say to everybody listening and, and to, to you, just watch the first episode. And then if you're hooked, then you'll enjoy the rest. Cool. Mm. Cool. Okay. Outstanding. Right How on. about you? What's, what's one of the best things you watched this week? Um, because of the weird timing, yeah. Um, this we might be going back a week. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> Don't look up on Netflix, which is a um, a spoof and a satire, and um, you're shaking your head. And <laughs> um, 
I think it it loses its focus a little bit at one point. Um, it does feel a little long. There are some some editing choices that I didn't appreciate because I didn't think that they um, they added to the narrative. I, I thought that they actually took away. Other people have disagreed with me in the comments, which is that's totally prerogative and fine. Mm. Um, especially if they connected with you, outstanding. Um, mm. But they were, I mean, they were minimal. Like it was just quick cuts of um, environmental scenes or something. And I didn't, even though the, the movie is around um, the environment and an environmental disaster or an impending doom, you know, earth killer, um, those shots kind of felt weird to me. Mm. Um, so, but the, the satire, the ridiculousness of so many of the characters that's what made me laugh. I mean, me, me and my wife, we were watching it. We actually had to pause it at one point because we couldn't hear the dialogue because we were laughing so hard. What, you bits, know, what um, bits were you laughing at? I think some of it, a lot of it has to do with Jennifer Lawrence, hmm. where she is just in utter disbelief over um, everybody's reactions, hmm. you know, about, you know, doing the... Um, Mark Rylance is phenomenally weird in this. And I love, I mean, I loved what he brought to the performance. Um, everybody, I really, I really liked what they brought. And I think it was all in context yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, Timothy Chalamet, even at the beginning, I was like, dude, you're weird. And then <laughs> by the end of it, I'm like, wow, you were surprised that was a turn that I didn't expect, um, you know, and how you grounded some of this. Um, and I really, I loved the, the conversation that happens around the dinner table at the end of the film, mm. um, with the family and just what they're talking about. Some of how there has been some restoration of relationships, some realization, some just saying thankfulness, you know, and gratitude, um, you know, it just, it, I thought it was sweet, uh, because this impending doom, I mean, there's no escaping it. It's not going away, you know? And so to see the, to see them have this interaction there, um, some of it, because it's poking so much fun at American politics, I thought was wonderful. Mm. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's, I, it's not a perfect movie by any means. Um, and it does run for me, uh, probably fifteen minutes too long, maybe. Um, but yeah, did you did you watch it? Mm. How does it? I, I'm curious at how it resonates with somebody. I mean, because it, it, while it is poking fun at the world a little bit, I mean, the, the United States is its central target. I think in a lot of the satire. Yeah, I think that's why we didn't like it. We thought it was too real. Uh from like <laughs> sure. the polit we we totally believed that that that's what would happen. Uh and we we're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's so frustrating because that's what would happen. Mm -hmm. uh, we mm -hmm. loved the performance. I thought DiCaprio was ex excellent as yes. usual. Timothy mm -hmm. Chalamet, um great. Yeah, like uh, the performances were great and I think it was shot fairly well. I just I really hated the re the realistic nature of the the president and her son and it was totally poking fun well for us it was trump like without yeah. a doubt 
it was Trump,、mm-hmm. and the, the the moment like when the son is saying, "Ah,、oh, she should be in a penthouse like thing," and if she wasn't my mom, I would, I would like that's something Trump has said about his daughter. Like it's totally and and so because it's so real, you just you're like, if it was an actual <laughs> damn asteroid, we would die. Like because America, you, America does have a lot to live up to because not to live up to. The responsibility because you're like the superpower of the world, one of the、mm. big. And if you don't make the right decisions, then like the people follow your, you know, you follow your suit.、Yeah. And yeah, so I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't need to watch this. I don't need to see this. <laughs> I know we're screwed, man. <laughs> That's it.、Uh. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I it, it was a little too on the nose at points because it was. It was yeah. It was bringing up what really I think has happened、mm. or could be happening, you know. And that yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like the end, like because it came out on Christmas Eve. I was like, do you、yeah. really need to be watching this on Christmas Eve? This isn't bringing hope and joy. Those that last, like, yay, we're together, but we're all dead now. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, yes. Well,、uh, and you know what? I didn't know.、Um, so there's a mid credit scene, which I thought was really funny and fitting. Um, oh, the sun. No, see, I, that's a post credit. I didn't even know. See,、But、did I miss the mid credit scene? Then the mid credit scene is where what's her name gets eaten.、Uh, Meryl Streep gets eaten, and they're like, "What was that?" They land on, you know, it's like right twenty two thousand, and and Mark Rylance is like, "Well, I okay, think that that's was called funny, a because <laughs> the algorithm has predicted. How on earth did the algorithm predict that? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's I. I think the credits came up for me in my screener at that point, or the the what to watch next, or whatever. So I didn't know that there was a post credit scene. scene where、um, Jonah Hill survives. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, he survives.、Okay. He like he moves the bricks away, and he's, he's going like, "Mom, still waiting for his mom to come back." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'll have to watch that little bit of that, but <laughs> yeah, hilarious. So yeah, okay. So I I can I can definitely see why it and and people had mentioned that too that it was just too real. It、oh. was too close to home to to really get some good enjoyment out of it because we've lived through a lot of this the past several years, and、yeah. so to just be reminded of it in a way that、um, it's definitely not what I needed for Christmas Eve. That's for sure. <laughs> you, sure, no, it's not. Yeah, it, that is a curious placement. For release, I know that they did it in theaters. I think for award season,、mm. like they released it a week or two before that in in the theaters. But yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>、um, okay, so this is a very new one. Just came out a few days on Friday, I believe. Whenever you're watching this,、uh, Manal.、Uh, how do you pronounce this? Manal Morali. Manal Morali. Now. Like considering what I've seen recently all year long,、um, this film has a budget of two and a half million. That's it in total. Oh, that's all the wow! Yeah, and I was just blown away with what they were able to do with it.、Mm-hmm. It's two and a half hours, and I didn't mind the runtime. And for a superhero movie, that's that's pretty good. It's because I think they really fleshed out the、um, the bad guy. They gave him a really、yeah. good story that I cared about him. There were moments、yeah. I was like, "No, why is this happening to you?" I really felt for him. So when you get the clash of the good guy, who was for all intents and purposes 
really dumb, uh, nasty, very uh, self. Um, like it was all about him. It's all about me. He hadn't learned what it meant. So kind of like what everybody else would act like if you got powers like you would use them for yourself right with great well, and he could have been the bad guy and he totally could have been the bad guy with great power yeah. comes yeah. great responsibility he never learned yes. that he never had that uncle ben Mm-mm. character no and so where we end up at the end i was just like this is great because the action sequence at the end is fantastic it's really entertaining mm-hmm. uh they go all out they're doing things yeah. i was just how did you do that with this budget uh but it takes a good hour and a bit for them really getting into the stories. You, I mean, I definitely cared more about the the the, the bad guy because I didn't really know. It it was like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> you see, it's clever because when you get to the end and you find out what he's actually about, then your likableness of his kind of drops because mm-hmm. you're like, oh right. You yeah, were yeah. doing that yeah. all the time, but then that means you were that type of thing. Oh, no, but it was so cleverly done, so well written, yeah. and actually funny in places. Like genuinely, I laughed. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. in place. Honestly, it's like I, I saw you review this, and I was like, okay, I give it a go. I stuck it on, and I was like, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. I was surprised. This is on my list also because, yeah, I was surprised by it. It was, yeah, I mean, I have, um, it's not necessary. it's not Bollywood because this is in a different uh, region. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And ever Um, since then, everybody's been giving me lists of things I should watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. No. And I, which I appreciate because it's like, well, this is, this is wonderful, but it's, it has, um, the the beginning of the movie is what I really appreciate about how long it takes to establish these characters. Mm. I mean, it doesn't just rush us right into the um, the superpowers. I mean that that comes on quite a bit later. Yeah, it does. And you know, so you you, you almost are wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I liked that. I like that we get to see these these characters and what they're. You know, just as they're going through their daily lives in this area and how they interact with people, how the world interacts with them and what could potentially shape should they become the superhero or the supervillain, you know, Um, and then as they discover their powers, I thought that was fun, too, you know, and it was the, the special effects especially as the one guy is is moving all of those objects around in his room you know I was like ah that's it it's great it reminded me and I had said this in my review it reminded me a lot of chronicle mm. where you have you know and which that didn't bother me I mean I I love that movie and so this one was fun to see them doing it in their you know within their culture and how that would impact and um the thing that just it baffled me and hurt me all the time was when they ran super fast wearing flip-flops i mean i can i can feel that between my toes and i just know that i would you know I, the, the blisters that are forming as you're running oh oh i would have fallen on my face like in the first three steps too because they just yeah that's why you wear that's why you wear socks with your sandals right yeah is that why it is yeah. <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I totally agree. This is a this is a wonderful film. Um, a good surprise mm. too. One of the um, and it was actually a highlight of the yeah. week, which was yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. So if you haven't watched that, definitely stick that on your list. That's a big recommendation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. I'm looking forward to more 
of those um, movies. I don't know mm. if we'll get anything from this universe itself. Maybe we will, but just the fact that um, the the region is mm. creating more of these. You know, the the Indian and the my my yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't. I didn't even. It. I didn't even put it in my review because I couldn't yeah. say it right. And well, and, and so if you speak that language, I apologize. I'm. I'm not trying to <laughs> trying to offend. It's my mouth is having a hard time. Or can I just say that the, the people, the the majority of people that are Indian and from that region, were so nice in the comments. They just generally oh, totally. impressed with the fact that a white person has reviewed the content and happy. Uh, and the comments themselves are like. Here is a list of other films that you need to watch, and you know, this great? is what's great. I was just like, "Why? This is not toxic at all. It's very unusual to have a comment section that is all happy." Uh, yeah, everybody takes suggestions your cue. are wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this is how exactly. it needs to be. Totally, totally. Oh, that was fun. Mm. All right, uh, that well, since that one was it was on my list, um, I'll go to the next one. This one. Um, like well, whatever. I don't even know the timeline now. Anyway, <laughs> it's crime scene, the Times Square Killer. Okay. Now I've been straying away from doing as many documentaries, um, just because some of them were feeling kind of the same. Mm. Um, you know, and I was I was having a hard time pulling out different things to speak about about mm. them. You know what I mean? Without yeah, giving away the can entire be different without talking about the whole without not really doing a review just breaking it down right yeah yeah it's it's a hard and so i i always struggle with how much do i actually speak about it mm. you know because it's i mean that's the whole crux of the the story but if you're too vague then you're not saying anything and so yes. it's anyway so uh this one though this is a second um in i guess the crime scene series oh, and it's series? produced yeah it's yeah, it's um, loosely, I'm going to call it that. I mean, because the, the first one was also called Crime Scene, and then it has a, a subtitle. So this one is the Times Square Killer. Uh, the other one was, I think, the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Um, right. It comes from Imagine Entertainment, which is uh, Brian Grazer and uh, Ron Howard mm-hmm. uh, as production. Um, and then Joe Berlinger, um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, um, as the director. And... What they do, this one, Times Square Killer, it it focuses on Times Square. Obviously, that's in the name. In the 1970s, and it's um, there was a serial killer that was preying on um, mainly sex workers at the time. And we get a good amount of context for what Times Square was culturally at that time. And I appreciated that because I was, well, I'm not from New York and, um, you know, really pretty much unaware of how it was. I've heard that it was, it was kind of seedy at points and now it's all cleaned up. Cause when I went to Times Square a handful of years ago, it was beautiful. It was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, so to hear, you know, it, I have no visual representation or reference of what it was, you know? And so you see uh, one of the guys in this um, was known as like the porn king of New York or something like that. And he was responsible for creating a lot of the the atmosphere there, which was peep shows and strip shows and strip clubs and yeah. live sex shows and all kinds of stuff there. And um, 
which then became a proliferation of sex workers, which they were invisible, disposable by most of society, um, you know, and cops as well and stuff. And so it's the backdrop for that is is sufficiently built for us. And then it dives into the case. And the case is pretty horrifying for what it is. Um, I found it pretty interesting uh, through a lot of it because of what they're bringing in and how they're interweaving both what's going on in the culture as well as just how this person was able to move through the city and do what he was able to do. Um, you know, I there are some things that frustrated me about the documentary. Like they would raise a couple of questions, but then never address those. Uh-huh. And when I understand that it typically a documentary does its best to remain neutral, but in this, it was more of like an investigative journalism type of piece mm. where it's, you know, it's telling us a story and it's, it's pulling out, well, this is a mystery and this is how they're answering it. And so when you have questions or people, even cops say, well, this is what baffled us at the time. And then to never address it, especially because you've caught the person, huh. it, it, it felt weird, you know? Um, so the end of it, I'm, and this was, this was similar to crime scene. The one that was uh, about the Cecil hotel is the way it ends oh, yeah. is it yeah. gives a lot of focus to the location itself. Mm. Um, it, the problem I had is it, it lost focus then of the crimes and became more about times square and the cleanup and how it, you know, that way versus, well, this is the aftermath of the crimes itself. And so, Still worthwhile watching. Very mm. interesting if you're a true crime fan. Um, but um, and I think it was presented really well. The the amount of archival footage they had was actually shocking to me. I didn't realize, um, you know, that just all of this footage would have been recorded through time. But it was, and they had access to it, so that was fun. Wow. Yeah, that's um, it's it's pretty dark content. Yes. I guess you have to be in the mood to want to watch it. Yes. Yeah. It's not something that is like, you're just like, Ooh, yes, this <laughs> is going to make me feel wonderful and all cheery and smiley afterwards. No, you'll probably want to watch something um, happy or maybe even take a shower afterwards. Cause Mm-mm. parts of it, you just feel gross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so for this is more happy. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I watched this this morning, the book of Boba Fett, chapter one. Um, I've already seen massively diverse of, uh, toxic fan base on this, which I was quite surprised by. Really? Yeah. Oh. A lot of people not liking it. I, for one, loved it. I think people forgetting that the Mandalorian, that's that particular character um, hadn't really had much established in the Star Wars universe. So they could start wherever they wanted and then build on that. Here we've had, we've got some information already that, so what they do is they kind of do like a sort of flashback. Well, he's in a back to tank healing and they, they remind us. And I thought it was really clever. They built in things from them, like the, the prequel films. And then they do like little jump bits. Mm. And then we get to see him and his assassin, trying to run the kingdom that they've just taken over from Jabba. Um, 
And what that means is it's he is trying to run his kingdom without fear, but out of respect. But when a society is used to being run by fear, that means people try to take chances. And this is where the, the fun begins, as Anakin would say. Uh, no, <laughs> this is where the fun begins. Uh, I was surprised by how much action and where we got it. There's a lot of, I would say the first half is really about where he ends up and how he gets there. And I feel like they're going to be doing that for the six episodes. They're going to be showing okay. us how we got there and then they're going to show us what's happening. Uh, and there were like, there was a monster I wasn't expecting to see. I'm not going to say what, mm. but I, I thought it was excellent. Uh, there was a nice. fight sequence that was realistic and, and quite hardcore and they didn't just win. Uh, but also oh. we get to see them like fight and, and you're like, yeah, that's nice. badass. Uh, I think there's, it's, I think it's a grower. So I think people have just expected it to come out and be like, I'm Boba Fett and you know, expect my authority. Mm. We don't actually know that much <laughs> ab about him except for the little bits that they've shown us in the Star Wars universe. I've, it's always sure. amazed. I'm always amazed th that people love him as much as they do because we only know a little bit about him. Uh, a lady I know, she's a great art director and she works in film. She has this massive tattoo of Boba Fett. Um, I think mm -hmm. it's on her arm. It's very cool. But there's this huge fan base for Boba Fett. Um, but we don't know that much about him. So it's it's an interesting character to now have a series about. Mm -hmm. The episodes, but again, are short. They're like 40 minutes, which is noise. Or are they really? Yeah, because I want more. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, you know, some of that, some of that, um, the draw to him is because of the mysteriousness, mm. you know, that we saw. He was, I mean, he's just cool. The first time we see him, you know, in... What is that? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I think when he's just being a, tossed to go not, yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So just, I mean, just kind of cool. He's got the jetpack. I mean, he's just anyway. That um, is the. What is the feel of the show? Like you know, the Mandalorian it feels like is the Mandalorian. really okay. So it's kind of a western. Yeah, it feel feels, to it also. Yeah, it, okay. Like the whole, it's like desert planet. Um, okay. Yeah, very much the same sort of like Tatooine or wherever the huts are living. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. Same sort of structures. I think it's very clever because they're kind of working off what they, how they introduced him in the Mandalorian. Okay, um, it kind of works off that. Uh, so they've kind of set that up, and then they're carrying carrying it on. But they're answering questions like, how the hell did he get out of the mouth? Because you know he was at yes. the last place we see him. Yeah, you know, he's been he's been digested. Mm. How did what happened? Like, why is he alive? Uh, yeah. yeah, there are moments they show from the film that uh, nice. They're, okay, they're answering questions. That's so they kind of have to do that. Uh, I yeah, loved it. It's really fun. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's right on. Very mm. cool. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm curious at why people are not liking it, um, or what their issue is with it. <sighs> yeah, but I think sometimes that's just the Star Wars fan base. It, it is. It, it is very much like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else on my list of the best thing that I no, watched. Do you have do anything? I. Nope. Okay. Um, do you want to hop into news? Yeah. Uh, okay. John John Wick Four has been delayed by a year <laughs> <sighs> because yeah, of get... COVID. But Chris, the film <laughs> is is they filmed it. It's done. I I I know. I got a text. And it was like I, because what two years ago or before Parabellum, yeah, uh, happened. You know they had this marketing push where you could get updates 
and stuff. And so I had signed up for that. And so I get this random text, you know, and it shows me the date and I'm like, are you serious that far off? What? Ugh. So the only reason why I can see that they're pushing it back a year is that they're worried that they won't get seats in bums because the film is definitely done. And I, I think they're not far off finish on the edit, like with all the effects. So is that they're waiting for people, people to go back into theaters? What? But look at uh, Spider-Man. Exactly. That's my other piece of news. You know, a billion in 12 days. Yeah. The, it, the, I think John Wick, while not necessarily as rabid as a fan base, still has a very huge fan base. It absolutely so does. This, yeah. That IP can bring people to the theater to watch the movie and i think we were expecting four i mean five as well we were kind of one year was going to be four and the next year they were going to film it back to back and then the matrix and at one stage like four was coming out at the same time as the matrix was and that kept getting pushed back and now it's a year apart and we have no word of what's happening with five That's, well, that's but we still have news. the series coming as well it's not like the ip doesn't have huge life in it it's still got lots going on in it yeah because we have what, uh, the is it the continental is that yeah. what it was called yeah the continental. yeah the, it's a limited series but still i mean okay so that'll that'll whet our appetite for a little bit and satisfy for a brief or it may frustrate us even more knowing that great <laughs> we've gotten this and now we still have to wait. <laughs> well, I do wonder where it's going to be because apparently Keanu Reeves does pitch up in a couple of the episodes. <gasps> oh, really? So where is that in the timeline? Are mm. they going to push that back as well then a year? <sighs> mm. <laughs> I, mm, okay. Sad news. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. your news? <laughs> um, okay, well, coming out, well, I guess it came out since of how we're recording this and when we're releasing it. But um, Harlan Coben has a a deal, a production deal with Netflix. Not surprised. Um, yeah, you know, that he has, um, so he's put out, they have done a bunch of his, um, his books. Yeah. And the thing I like is that he is actively involved in the screenwriting also. Okay. So cool. he has a big hand in that. So, you know, it's not like they take some of his stuff and then, Somebody who's never been associated with the product or project uh, ruins it or rewrites it or anything like that. Well, his his deal is coming to an end, but for this this latest one, um, stay close. He is talking about. He had talked about in an interview with uh, on Deadline that um, he enjoys changing things around within his own stories as he adapts them for the screen. Oh, and so that's interesting. Is it different to the he, book then? Not well, and not necessarily um big changes. Sometimes it's just a setting or a locale or anything like that. But he had said, and this is I this was kind of interesting and it, it tweaked me out a little bit, but um I mean it it's him talking about his own stuff, so I think maybe it's okay. But he says the worst adaptations are the ones that are are the ones slavishly devoted, slavishly de- devoted to the original text. Mm. And he said, I like to work with the cast of characters to move a story along. And so I think in part of that, I respect that because, you know, we know that books contain 
so much more detail, so much more everything that can be fit into a production. So some things just have to be cut or condensed, sometimes even changed. And we hope that they're not changed for the worse, Mm. but more often than not, you know, the book is always better. Um, But so it, it kind of, I don't know. It gives us insight into that. Um, I do believe that he is working, that Netflix is working to renew a, a production deal with him to right. bring more of his things to to the screen. So I, I enjoy the the limited series that we get, these, you know, these self-contained little, you know, five to eight episode um stories. Do they mm-hmm. always click a hundred percent? No, they don't, but that's okay. I mean, I it's entertaining and I love a good whodunit. You know, a great mystery and when they, especially when they can draw it out and give us more detail than what would be contained in a two-hour movie, um, I think can be done, can be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, there you go. Huh. Okay. Well, that's all the news I've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what do you about some looking... of the things that were, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some of the stuff <laughs> that we're looking forward to coming. There's a, a Netflix film coming out on the 6th of January called The Wasteland. <laughs> yes. And this looks really pretty El creepy. Paramo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 19th century family living in seclusion, visited by an evil being that feeds on fear. Can little Diego save the mother from the beast and herself? This looks great. This looks right. It does. Me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope, I hope that it's good. <laughs> I could totally be crap. It could be one of those Netflix films that are just bad. It, it, it could be, but I, I, yeah, I, the premise, um, the aesthetics that I've seen from some of the stills and stuff look really good. And I think they had a trailer, I'm not, but I don't know if I've seen the teaser or not or mm. the trailer for it, but I, I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, yeah, this was, this was on my list. I only have two things that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, coming this next week and that was one of them so. yeah what else is what else are you looking for uh dota dragon's blood the second portion oh, of is that this. coming curious, out it comes out in i think wow. the same day i think wow. january 6th as well okay. um I didn't yeah that. so it um i don't play the game yeah. so i you know i go in um completely blind to it so i only have to compare what I'm seeing, you know, what I see on the screen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot more opportunity to give us a, a more full story than what we got kind of in the first uh, book. I still enjoyed it. Um, but I, I, I was kind of questioning certain things or left scratching my head at certain points because it, I don't come with all of the background knowledge hmm. that maybe somebody who has played the games does. And so me, you know that not all of the gaps were filled, but I wonder if you guys get this earlier than we do because we're only getting this on the 18th of January. Really? Mm. I wonder if maybe I have the wrong date. Then it's possible that they changed it up because sometimes they do that when they're okay. yeah they move things around. But yeah, I am definitely okay. looking forward to that. I love the first, but I'm looking forward to characters being kind of worked on a bit more, giving us a bit more story, mm-hmm. kind of. Because I mean, Arcane has set the bar so high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna expect that level. Yeah, of, you can't. Of yeah, I mean, storytelling. No one has that art. budget either. For like over five million yeah. per episode. Yeah, crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's that's. Yeah, I didn't see much else that I was actually. It looks pretty light. 
<laughs> that week. Yeah, I do get to see, um, it's a week early, I think, I get to go to a press screening for Scream. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get a, a screening, but I haven't heard anything yet. A screaming, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, so I, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, I'm going to go in with just kind of no expectation. I've always enjoyed the, the Scream movies, regardless of which number, even four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I don't favorite, know if I've seen four. I think favorite, <laughs> my favorite is the first one. I think yes. Obviously. But the trilogy was Wes Craven. You know, he directed all three. Yep. So, yeah, I have no problem with the trilogy. I think it was good. Um, I'm hoping it's good because they've brought back the original cast. But you never know when a new person is helming. So... Yeah, yeah. And it's still right. I mean, it rides back to the same, um, you know, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> which, or Matrix. Which, like, exactly. Should it exist? Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll have to justify itself. Um, and, and then I'm curious is this, are they trying to reboot the franchise or are they just maybe trying to give a new closure or it'll Who be. Knows? Yeah, curious. I'm just happy to see Ghostface Killer again on screens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be good. Yeah. Um, Cool. Cool. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that's news. Best coming up. All that stuff. Um. Next week, I think we're returning to our regularly scheduled program of the best (laughs) thing that we watched. Um in the regular portion and then we'll figure out what we'll do in the, in the extended audio portion for you that stick around in the podcast. But we really do appreciate you listening. Uh, always rate review, share it around uh, to your friends. All of that really does help us. Um, we're trying to get it more noticed in 2022, mm. um, get some more traction. Um, you can always tweet at us at, at best we at, at, no, best we watched. That's the, that's what it is <laughs> on, on Twitter. Um, you can also reach out to us on YouTube, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Uh, me, Chris, movies and munchies, and Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, Happy New Year.